Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I am the other host, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Uh, you know, uh... I'm uh I I am eagerly anticipating the results of certain events. Yes, uh, as that's we what... all are. This <laughs> that's day. what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time this is released, all will be known. All yeah. shall be revealed. <laughs> all. Will be revealed. Uh, but yeah, man, how is how's your week been so far? You know, pretty easy, pretty easy. I uh, as we heard before, I travel for work now, so. I'm home this week. I travel next week. I get to go to downtown Los Angeles. L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, when I say downtown, I mean downtown. Like, I want right, to be right. just a few blocks away from the Staples Center. So. That's pretty rad, man. Hopefully. Uh, we'll yeah. see. There's still, you know, there's still a virus out there floating around. <laughs> I've actually never been to Los Angeles. I have been to California. Mm. Um, we had a stop when we were traveling from the Philippines back to the United States, we stopped oh, in yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So I've been to California. I've been to the, the Fresno Bakersfield area a few times. Yeah. And I've flown into LAX, got on a bus, got on a bus. Yeah. I got on a bus and left LA. Yeah. Uh, it was a work thing. So there was a bunch of us showing up, but did the bus have to travel over 55 miles an hour or else it would explode? <laughs> Uh, yeah i thought that was all buses is that not all buses all the time i I don't think that's all buses well if you're new here which you know thanks for showing up we appreciate it we'll probably never see you again but the b-roll podcast is a science fiction and science fiction adjacent movie web television series youtube original uh fan film you know any sort of the visual media we watch it talk about it Give our final thoughts and ultimately determine whether or not it's worth the price of subscription. So, Anthony. Yes, Chris. What did we watch? We watched the Netflix original In the Shadow of the Moon. Mm. And I want to stress that this is the movie on Netflix. If you go to Amazon Prime or just Amazon and try to look up In the Shadow of the Moon, you're going to get a documentary about (laughs) astronauts going to the moon. (laughs) Which this is not that. (laughs) fair enough yes this is a movie that we've been circling for a little bit have we well i've I've suggested it a few times oh have you i just okay and uh, and it's just one of the things we just we just kept putting it off because we had other things that we wanted to watch but yeah it's a netflix original uh came out in 2019 the end Mm -hmm. of 2019 september 27th of 2019 as is tradition with most netflix quote originals that came to a a, a film festival about a week ahead of that Fantastic yes, Fest, I think. I closed Wikipedia. Fantastic Fest. Well, does it? So I guess it's a Netflix original in that that's the only place you can watch it. I guess is the way they're going with it because they didn't fund it. No, it right. was produced by them. It was produced oh, and distributed it? by Netflix, is what it says. So I guess they just released ah. it at, f- at festivals for their premieres. I guess I don't know. That's interesting. Well, I think what, part I think of it's it is just kind of a marketing thing, maybe. I think part of it is I don't think the Oscars have been particularly kind to Netflix. No. For various assortment of reasons that I'm not sure of why. So I think maybe what they do is they, they try to get it out at the film festivals, you know, to maybe generate some buzz. I, sure. I, I assume, I guess. Yeah, that's I what I was know. saying, marketing. Yeah. Yeah, so. So In the Shadow of the Moon, do you have the blurb? Of course I have the blurb. I'm a which one, blurb which one you got? master. <laughs> I I'll, I do the IMDb blurb because I feel like it is the superior blurb. 
Okay, I will do the Netflix blurb when you're done. All right, so according to IMDb, a Philadelphia police officer struggles with a lifelong obsession to track down a mysterious serial killer whose crimes defy explanation. Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good description. I like it. Netflix says uh, he's tracked her for decades. Every nine years, she kills again. His obsession could destroy him and everything he loves. That is not, that's also, I guess, <laughs> accurate, but that's not the description I got. I remember the description I got used the words female serial killer, and I thought it was interesting that they emphasized the word, like the, the gender of mm. the serial killer. Like, it matters, you know? It doesn't in this at all. Yeah. I mean, it could have, like, literally the serial killer... The killer. At what point quote is it unquote, serial? Is it two people? Unquote, three people? Well, they uh, definitely kill them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to Google serial killer later. Uh, no, it could have been the, the gender, age, build, what have you. Besides needing to be athletic for some of the chase scenes and stuff. Didn't well, I th- didn't impact the uh, the story at all. From what I understand and what I the little information I've read about serial killers is they are predominantly men. Oh, okay. So, I, I yeah. did not know that. But, you, yeah. but that makes sense. I guess all the famous ones I can think of. Yeah. Is it that they're predominantly men, or is it that the female serial killers just don't get caught? <gasps> <laughs> That's a good question. Find out on our next episode. Uh... <laughs> yeah. What are we crossing over with one of those <laughs> true crime podcasts? <laughs> so many. Which one do we do? Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. Which, I can just click a random will... podcast and it's guaranteed to be a true crime podcast, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. like what are the odds? Like eighty percent? Whichever ones will have us, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if your female serial killer hasn't been caught, email us. Let us know about it. <laughs> Don't Reach try to, to find us. Just no, no, no. Us. no, no, no. Yeah, we're out. We're you know we live in the far reaches of the north. Anyways, it's super cold yeah. up here. So yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> definitely. We 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 barely have enough technology to make this podcast. So don't try to find us. Trust me, it won't work out. So this is a movie that I chose. So I will give you the floor. Do you want to give your initial thoughts and opinions before you know before I give my thoughts and opinions? I want to talk about the facts. Oh, oh the, the turns <laughs> have table facts. <laughs> so this movie is on IMDb is actually listed as drama slash crime drama. I actually when we when I started watching it, I uh, texted Chris and was like, "Oh wait, is this? Can we watch this? Is this even sci-fi?" Uh, and I stuck with it because I kind of was like, this movie seems pretty decent. This is pretty good. I, I like what they're doing so far. And then, yes, it is science fiction. Uh, IMDb does list it as crime mystery sci-fi. Yeah. But it is sci-fi in the the most approachable, loosest sense of sci-fi, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. So on IMDb, speaking of, it's got a 6.2 out of 10 with 38,000 reviews. It's got a median score of 6. And I, I got to say, I agree with that. I think that is spot on. I think the movie has a great, great pitch, a great first act, and does not follow through on that. It kind of, I don't know if sputters out is the right term, but it definitely doesn't live up to its own hype within the film. The acting is great. The sets look awesome. The lighting is really good. The music's good. But the plot itself just kind of, eh, eh. In the last, you can, you're like, you knew, you knew what was going to happen a little too early. I think there could have, there was room for some twists and they didn't follow through on it. So that's my initial impression. My initial thoughts that I accidentally gave while I was trying to give the facts. 
So, <laughs> well, you know, that's what I get for trying to take your shtick. That's what I get. Did you, I know you have uh, Rotten Tomatoes up. I do have Rotten Tomatoes up. Talk to uh, me. 58% Rotten. Okay. 36% audience score uh, with 52 and 356 ratings, respectively. Yeah, that's about what I would expect. Speaking of the actors and whatnot, we've kind of talked about, I mentioned that I liked the acting. I talked about the one the one role. Were there any actors that kind of stuck out for you? Uh, particularly well cast? Besides, obviously, uh, Dexter <laughs> being in a movie well, about a serial killer. Odd. He's not uh, the serial killer, but... <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, no, I um, <laughs> I was particularly interested in Boyd Holbrook. I recognized him from yes. Logan. And then I, I looked him up and I realized that you actually have to like this person. I don't have to like anybody, but I do like well, him. Well, he starred, in a, he starred in a show, and I'll just, I'll leave it at that so we don't. <laughs> you'll, you, you, you'll find it. Oh, um, man. So, uh, but I did like Maddox. Yes. Played by Bokeem Woodbine who is an actor that I have, you know, there's always that, that joke of the, of the, that guy, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, the first time I remember ever seeing him was in the X-Files. Uh, he played an inmate in an episode called the list. Uh, he was also in the rock. <laughs> he <laughs> Wishmaster two evil never dies. You know, the classics. No, but he's in a bunch. He's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in 3000 miles to Graceland total recall the reboot he's just Ugh. he's been in a lot of stuff and i've always enjoyed him he was in spider-man i think he's yeah. probably best known in fargo yeah he's also in um, riddick mm. and then i guess he is also starring in the ghostbusters afterlife movie are we uh, another it, ghostbusters is, yeah is a character named sheriff domingo uh, do you see his last his most recent credit on imdb oh on imdb i was looking at wikipedia oh sorry uh, no i i i research imdb for That's the filmographies great. oh he was in halo for a television se- what yeah <laughs> halo television series is filming and he's playing a spartan it looks like again so. they're gonna try it they're gonna try it again they're gonna well i don't think they've uh, i think they've been trying i think it's still the same try so <laughs> uh yeah. but yeah he does great he's fantastic yeah he gets my vote for favorite just my favorite character favorite actor i don't think there's any particular weak spots in the film and the in the, as far as the characters go, as far as the actors go, well, I didn't, uh, I didn't recognize half of the people in this movie. Yeah, um, no, there's a lot of unknowns here. And if you in in just even digging into IMDb and and you know, kind of, they all only have a handful of credits. They're not. Yeah. No one's. I mean, we've mentioned the most prolific ones: Michael C. Hall, uh, Dexter, Bokeem Woodbine, and uh, Boyd Holbrook. Um, yeah. I I did like the casting of. So this movie takes place over a long period of time. And the actress they got to play, uh, Locke is our main character, played by Boyd Holbrook. The actress they got to play his adult daughter, Amy, this actress is Sarah Dugdale, looks like she could be the daughter of Julia Nope, who plays his wife at the beginning of the, the film. She's pregnant. Mm. Like, I, I liked that they they definitely had they have some similar features. Not, not exact or anything like that, but it's like, oh yeah, they... They, they could be related like i i bought it i know a lot of times movies and television you're like really i mean <laughs> she was awesome. what was that movie uh kingdom of gladiators where they're supposed to be oh yeah with the brothers, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like no no they're not yeah <laughs> she was also an arrow she was an episode of arrow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah she played a character named becky so cool 
I also, I liked this movie. I, I will agree that it does deserve the six point, I'm sorry, not, yeah, 6.2 on IMDb. But I actually, I feel flipped on how how the pacing went for me. I thought it was kind oh, really? of, I don't want to say dull, but it wasn't as interesting in the beginning as it was interesting in the end for me. Okay. It just it, for, I, I think it might have just been just the culmination of a bunch of stuff. And yeah, you are right. Uh, attaching the, the, the genre sci-fi for this movie onto any sort of tag, uh, I, I think is, ge- like, I don't want to say generous because there is science fiction involved, but this is a movie first yeah. and fo- foremost that is, it is a mystery movie that yes. just happens to have sci-fi elements. Yeah. So I, 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 it, while it does meet our requirements, I do think it barely, barely. Uh, clears that bar. So just start with some spoilers here. The movie has time travel. So the serial killer shows up every nine years to kill because they're jumping through time. It's revealed maybe middling through the movie that they're going backwards. So our main character, Locke, starts as a police officer, a patrolman. When the the last set of murders happen in 1988, uh, he has a struggle with the serial killer, accidentally kills her, uh, really accidentally kind of shoves her a little bit. She stumbles back and gets obliterated by a subway or by a, uh, by a train in a subway station yeah which uh, was unexpected i i i jumped when that happened it was pretty good i was like oh wow oh wow so the the uh, serial killer's dead but then it comes back and or i say it she she comes back and she comes back again so the movie kind of jumps starts in 1988 goes to 97, uh, 2006, 2015. Um, it actually starts in the year 2024 for no obvious reason. It shows a bombed out building. Uh, actually, I, the first thing I noticed is there was ash outside the windows. And I was like, ugh, not again. <laughs> I wrote that. I just, I was just, oh, please. If if this movie happens to be in the same universe as only. No. <laughs> what a crossover. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's gonna I, happen eventually. You know, it's gonna happen. We're gonna accidentally <laughs> stumble upon, yeah. stumble upon some sort of weird. Anyways, anyways. no, I, I I did find it interesting, and it made sense to me at the end. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, maybe that's a failure of of my inability to grasp time travel. But uh, normally, what we would do uh, with our old format would do a plot breakdown. But instead, I just want to kind of touch on the highlights. So the movie sure. does begin technically in 1988, where the tra- the time traveling cause, I mean, is she really a serial killer because she just kind of stabs somebody and then someone else does the killing i think she's at she's an yeah. accessory she's a, at best she's an accessory to a string of murders yeah so yeah. in 1988 our lead boyd holbrook who plays a guy named Locke, but i think it isn't is his name Lockwood or is it Locke? i don't know no it's neither of those things but locksmith no are mm. you just going to are you just looking at um wikipedia no i'm looking at imdb it says Locke, but yeah wikipedia has his name as thomas lockhart lockhart okay yeah okay but people be short lock Lock. right i get that okay yeah so he confronts this person in a subway station and she says uh you know Mm -hmm. hey i'm sorry about your partner i didn't mean to do that and then she says congratulations on your daughter yeah, it says some and, drop name drops his family. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's important to note that he, she had just broken his partner's leg uh, in, a, in a scuffle uh, yes. elsewhere in the subway. Yeah, and Which then, is a bit not, of a misdirect, which yes. I really enjoyed. Yeah, And then 1997 rolls around. She has returned. This time she actually, uh, spoilers, kills Maddox. 
Yeah. I, wow. Unexpected. Very Mm -hmm. unexpected. And then in 2005, when once again confronted, Locke actually shoots her in the hand. And it was at that moment I realized, oh, of course she would go back in time, you know, further later. Like, right. In my head, yeah. If you're killing a bunch of people, if you go back and and, and you're going to kill them at different points in time, if you kill them in the furthest back time first, you create a ripple effect. You don't know where all the other people are. You got to work your way backwards. Right. Yeah. I don't know why that immediately made sense to me. I don't (laughs) plan any sort of murders, especially not time traveling ones. But there it is. And then Naveen, Dr. Naveen Rao, played by Rudy. I'm going to mess this one up. Dharmalingam? I think that's I think I nailed it. Uh he actually confronts Locke at some point and then it is just like he tells him that hey there's a a thing where you know when you see like a blood moon or something it's there's actually a super moon. It's Not actually like moon, yeah. the planets or some planetary bodies aligning in the exact right moment and it creates a tunnel where I guess for a single day they are able to travel back in time and then travel oh, well travel to the past. And then return to the future. On those same days or what have you. Only those certain days. It's not just free form time travel. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the movie, which is probably the probably the best part for me, is watching all the dominoes that have been put in place fall. It shows uh, the original people involved with the conspiracy dying. And then the war-torn outlook. Because uh, I don't think that's 2024... Does she say 2024 is when the Civil War happens? Oh, it's when the first bombing happened. That okay, led. Yeah. It was the first event that led to... So, And this is where I, I'm going to disagree a little bit. Like, having the whole thing be about stopping an American Civil War because of homegrown terrorism, just kind of maybe... I don't know. I don't want to say it's topical. But it might have been a little <laughs> too topical, if that makes I mean, sense. I would have liked some other reveal or something you know what i mean well, i i think there's a few i'm going to talk about it later but i think there's a few different ways it could have ended that would have been more interesting i actually thought the homegrown terrorism stuff was was a misdirect like oh really what i in my head in my headspace when i'm when i was watching the movie after he gets there and he's like going through all this stuff and then he finds the books of the presidents and i was like oh man i wonder if this dude is it going like he's being misdirected on purpose or he's going in the wrong direction? Mm. And then as it turns out, that was the whole thing. <laughs> the, <Yeah>. whole, <laughs> the whole thing was this yeah. guy sitting in his, uh, I don't want to say his basement, but he was uh, sitting in his living room, typing away on his little typewriter. And you could see the text like on like the thing that he's typing about how the, the white race is the superior race. I'm quoting that, by the way, directly from a page. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to edit this and just ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> and it talks about how th- this country was founded on blood and, you know, a return to blood is what we need. Like, I really did think that it was, that was going to be a, comp- like, that was a red herring. Right. And it right. Is. But I-, I guess we can go ahead and talk about it now. What would you have preferred it to have been? I, I don't or, know as far as the overarching, like, why she's killing everybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the white supremacy angle because wasn't one of the people that died at the beginning not white? Wasn't there a no. Hispanic lady? I don't think she had a name. The bus she's driver. Just, she's credited as bus driver, but she's just Jennifer Graham. She's been in some stuff. Yeah. So she is Anglo. She appears to be Anglo-Saxon, what you would consider Caucasian. a white Anglo-Saxon. Gotcha. Who is Candace? Did I miss somebody? There's someone in here called Candace. 
played by Julia Nope. Who's yeah, that's Candace? his wife, bro. No, that's I thought that was Jean. No, because her name was Jeanette. No, Are you sure? Yeah, because I think he like because he calls her Jeannie later. Oh, really? It, I thought that was no. I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's her, man. <laughs> no, that looks like her. I think she looks much more like Rachel Keller than she does look like a girl named Cand or Julia Nope. Who the heck is Candace? I don't know who that is. <laughs> so if you die while you're driving a bus, is it possible for your foot to just stay down on the accelerator? Like, I feel like that takes effort, uh, especially for a bus. I don't, I don't know. Oh, Candace was the person in the, the, the bar and she had the anarchy tattoo. That's who Candace is. There was a That's person in the bar place. with an anarchy tattoo. Yeah. When they go and investigate, in the like where they're walking around in that nightclub. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that that was Candace. Why is that even name. listed? Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, but she does have a she does have an anarchy tattoo. So <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Irregardlessly, <laughs> I think the the best way to kind of spun the movie is if it's revealed that all of those people like that the killer wouldn't have known where all those people are or been able to do anything if he hadn't been chasing her the whole time. Oh. In either A, he kills himself in order to stop it all from happening, or B, she like he, she kills him last or something. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like there some sort of weird twist like that could have could have worked out. And the fact that he just takes her at her word for being his granddaughter. <laughs> I mean uh, sure. I mean she knew she, things, but she was also a time traveler, so yeah. she could know things. I wonder how I, I, because they can't give away the goose, right? Because uh, when he picks up his daughter and he's talking to her about she's dating some guy or whatever. Well, that's just typical and, college stuff, you know, or, or high yeah, school things, right? Yeah, but didn't like, think anything I, of it. I think she says his name, which I don't George, remember. George, I think, something yeah. like that. I think it's George. He's like, oh, the football guy. And that's all we ever hear about it. We don't know anything else. We don't actually see him. Well, the, yeah, so, the misdirect here is that the serial killer is african-american and female and that and that's deliberate in trying to get the audience not to think they're related because they're they're different ethnicities right yeah and then it is it is revealed when we arrive at the hospital uh when his daughter is being wheeled into the delivery room that her partner which we assume is george this appears to be an african-american man so yeah yeah she calls him george again (gasps) there so it's the same guy continuity so I, was, I don't know. There was a lot at the beginning, like the nighttime chase through the streets of Philadelphia in 1988. I thought it was really well filmed. I thought it was intense. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The mystery around all these people dying all of a sudden, all at the same time. The fight in the subway, her knowing things about him and about what's going on in his life in particular. I was like, oh, what's going on? You know, and so I was like, all these little mystery, all these little uh, breadcrumbs are being spread around very, very well. Uh, his wife goes into labor that night, dies in childbirth. Real, real sad. It was real intense. Real intense. Uh, then nine years later, and you're like, oh, nine years later, he's got a nine-year-old, nine-year-old daughter. And people are dying again. So the one, one person who dies is a professor who has the same book that the bus driver had and i thought oh that book has got to be significant something's going on we find out why later but that's the only breadcrumb that's given to us in that time period like there aren't i guess the 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 time travel thing gets brought up for the first time but there aren't right there isn't anything else 
for the really the rest of the film. I guess she kills Maddox, not on purpose, but definitely not an accident either. I mean, she she turned around and pulled the trigger. She did. She did. <laughs> yeah. it, like it wasn't her goal, but it happened, right? Yeah. Which makes me go, "Oh, that's what she was apologizing for at the beginning of the movie was killing the partner." Yeah. So there's some interesting stuff there, but it's there's no more breadcrumbs. It's just him chasing stuff down and in 2000, uh, 2006, you know, I immediately know that he's not in the police force anymore because he's got long hair and he's committing a crime. He's digging, he's grave digging, right? Like he's he's tracking stuff down and, and he's estranged and he's trying to figure out what's going on. But there's, but you, we don't really hear anything about any of that mystery. They start 2006 with him finding an extra victim from 88 that they didn't find before because it was outside their jurisdiction and they got listed as a drug overdose, blah, blah, blah. And that happened to be the guy that was in charge of, that was going to cause the second civil war or whatever. Right. And there's no more, there's no more mystery. There's nothing at that point. It's just an action flick. It re- it becomes a suspense thriller movie with him, with the added drama of his estranged family because he's, uh, basically gone off the rails, right? Um, he's letting his daughter being raised by his brother-in-law and, uh, and his wife and yada, yada, yada. But at this point, it's too late. Like, there's nothing There's nothing more. We figured it out. We know that she's time traveling. We know she's going backwards. We know now how everyone's connected. Like, it just, it just gives it all away. And the rest of the movie is him trying to track her down and stop her until the last, like, three minutes when she reveals that he's, that she's uh, his granddaughter and that he's the one who sent her, blah, blah, blah. So I just, I, like I said, I think it had a really great wind-up and really horrible follow-through. Uh, I guess I was really intrigued by the mystery and there was no payoff for that. Nothing. It, or not enough for me to notice and care. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like I said, I just, I just feel differently. I feel that... I did get a payoff. It just, you know, um, I mean, I still think the like, movie's worth watching. Yeah, like, it, I mean, point two is not a horrible thing. It's just going to sound weird for me to say, but like, <laughs> like I'm trying to justify this movie's six point two rating. That not every movie has to have a super satisfying ending eh. in the way of like, like we don't have to have an epiphany or a moment of clarity every time a movie ends. But for me, no. like I, I. I think I just really enjoyed the way the parts came together. I don't necessarily think that all the parts came together in a way that was satisfying, but I did. I did enjoy the idea. I think. I think that maybe where I think I'm changing my 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 opinion as I'm saying it out loud. I think, but maybe I enjoy the concept of the movie more than the actual yes. execution. If that makes more sense. When I looked up the movie after watching it uh, to you know research for the podcast, I was hoping that it was based off a book or a short story or something that I could go read. Because it's such an intriguing idea mm-hmm. and setting. But no, it's an original. It's, it's not based on anything. So it is what it is. I do want to give a shout out to I, Cleopatra Coleman. Yeah. I'm glad was, we got back around to that. She is a character named Raya. Neat. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Did you just like name this character who doesn't get a name until the very, very end of the movie? <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't think she actually gets a name because I don't think they actually name her. Do they not? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't think so. But she was in a movie called The Last Man on Earth. No. Yeah? Yeah, she was. <laughs> was she? She has her. She's credited as Erica Dundee, main role. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I'm sorry, you said movie and I was like, no, it's the TV show. Did I not? Did I say movie? I meant to yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. was like, no, it's the the TV show. 
Oh, yes. Which the actress is, so this is our serial killer. The actress yes. is Australian. Mm. Which is probably why her character in The Last Man on Earth is called Erica Dundee. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Why the heck not? But no, I think she did a pretty good job. I mean, how much acting do you need to be wearing a hoodie and stabbing people? But, you yeah. know, I, I thought, thought she, she did, did great in it. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. I mean, I don't really necessarily have anything else to add in terms of what I, what I think or maybe what I thought or maybe how I perceive the movie should have gone. I don't know if I have anything else, like, or if I have anything that could have been different. No, okay. yeah, so. I, I've already, I've said my piece. I've said my piece. Yeah. So. I, I know we've talked before, kind of the, some of the th- the topics we've brought up are like, who'd you recast? There change. I've talked about the change. I don't think you recast anyone. I think everyone did fantastic. I don't know. I think it was good. I don't even want to nominate an idiot of the movie. The movie's way too serious for, for that. There's no major. Uh, maybe I mean, the I main can, character. I don't know. What? No, I, I, I can point. definitely nominate it. Oh, can you? The movie. Please do. What's his name? Harold Nowak, the uh, crazy uh, white supremacist. <laughs> oh, just that's, because that's he's a crazy white supremacist. I actually thought it was Eminem for like half a second. Oh, like really? when they show his face. For the first time, I'll send you an image exactly what I'm talking about. But I really, honestly thought that was Marshall Mathers. Oh no, uh, for that, like not even. No, for I'm saying for just like half a second, I was like, is yeah. that Marshall Mathers? <laughs> no, no it can't, that that can't be him. So nah, I immediately nah, nah, nah. looked it up. Uh, Todd Todd T A D H G McMahon. Hmm. It's an Irish name. Yeah. How to pronounce? I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it right now. Hold on. Toig. Uh, Toig. Okay. Toig. Toig McMahon. Hmm. Huh, fair go. enough. Fair. No, he's my he's enough. he's my idiot of the movie. Sure, yeah. I would agree because white supremacy <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> Racism is dumb. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna you know that's the demographic we're alienating from our <laughs> podcast this week. Racist. Good. Yeah. I'm surprised it took us this long to get around to it. Ugh, I just uh, kind of forget they exist. Uh, <laughs> or try to, anyways. But yeah, man. No, I don't. Like I said, I really don't have anything else. So this movie takes place in eighty eight, ninety seven, two thousand six, and twenty fifteen. Yes. Do well, you, and twenty twenty four technically. Technically, for like you know eight seconds, where we get some ash and some real bad CGI fire. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the CGI was bad in this movie? There's only two scenes that were stuck out to me. I guess. Where the car, the the when the van crashes, it it doesn't the physics of it. Oh yeah, slamming against a tree are just bad, just bad. I don't have anything else, man. It's just horrible. Uh, and then the fire, and I'm like, those are the only two. That's your CGI budget in those two scenes, and you can't make it look better. Uh, anyways, I mean, they spent all of it on Michael C. Hall. <laughs> He's yeah. like, he, he filmed his stuff in two days. No, maybe saying. more than that, but but still. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we've talked about this before. I can forgive bad CGI because it's just one of those things where. It, to me, it doesn't make sense how you can still have bad CGI in 2020, or at least in 2019. You know, I, I recently watched Alien mm. for, for, you know, October, because, you know, Halloween, sure. you know, sure. scary movies or whatever. And I was, I, I was not only impressed by the practical effects of that movie, it did make me wonder how practical effects filmed in whatever, 1978, 1979, look better than some CGI in... 2020 i don't know it just i can forgive it Uh, it just doesn't make any sense how it's still bad yeah no i'm with you um 
So yeah. no, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So this movie so was directed the, by. Oh, go so ahead. Uh, yeah, man, it's my turn. Go ahead. Do you have a favorite memory of 1988? Oh, of, of 1988. Uh, I was probably three. It may have been two for uh, ten months of it, but I have a distinct memory of laying on the ground in New York State, where my dad's, where my father's parents lived. And then my one of my sisters took a Mickey Mouse doll from me, and I smacked them with it. I took it back and then hit them with it. Oh, nice! I don't know if that's I was a, three or not, but that's the memory I'm going to. That's claim. an interesting memory for you to bring up. Let's say 1988. My my brother was born in 1988, mm-hmm. so that's both the best. One of the best things of part of my life is my brother, and one of the worst parts of my life is my brother. <laughs> he listens and he'll understand. <laughs> All right, so we're jumping ahead. 1997. Uh, 1997. I was in seventh grade. Seventh. That doesn't feel right at all. Well, the the way the way it works out is every every year that I was in school was the end. Like so, in 1997, when my seventh grade year ended. So like that's how like because I gr- I graduated in 2003. You know, which is your 13th year of school, whatever. Right, right, right. In 1997, I was either playing Golden High. Age of Empires or Final Fantasy VII. So. Nice. I was playing <laughs> or, a lot of Pokemon Blue. Mm. I think that's the year I got Link's Awakening. I played a lot of Game Boy. You know, we didn't have we had the one television, oh. and that was it was shared. So I did the handheld. Star Fox sixty Star Fox Star Fox sixty four Gran Turismo Quake two Ultima Online 64. Total didn't Annihilation. Own. I love Total Annihilation. It's one of my favorites. Tekken three. Sure. Man, it's a good a year. lot of good a lot good of games. Good games came a lot in of good here. games. Yeah, we had the, oh, the commercials about 1997 up. I remember those distinctly. <laughs> the best marketing campaign of all time because the because I remember it. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, all right, man, we're gonna jump ahead. Or do you got something else about 1997? Nope. 2006. Oh. Uh, t- t- <laughs> 2006 is when I began to drink underage. So. Um, oh, well. I- you mean that's the year you turned 21 no uh <laughs> no uh no 2006 i um playing world of warcraft oh sure yeah. sure Let's hanging see. out with uh hanging out with our mutual friend at his house yeah i think 2006 would be the year that i remet you mm. so i'm gonna call that the only good thing to come out of 2006 <laughs> not a Fair great enough. year for me right. not a great year all right let's uh let's jump ahead 2015. I, I mean, I met my wife. <laughs> oh, that's a cop out, but I'll allow it. I did use you in one of mine, so I guess you can use them. Yeah. So that's uh, fair enough. I, if you said anything else, but she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. Just say whatever you want, man. I'll cut it. Don't worry. Just say whatever you want. Uh, how about you? Oh, um, honestly, I'm having trouble remembering 2015. 2000, like 2012 to 2019 are like one year. Mm. they're all just like it all just kind of bleeds together i was i don't know i don't know what i was doing i was just coasting i was just coasting yeah yeah well, yeah you know what do you know i mean i've said this before like life's not a race <laughs> so you yeah, do for what most you do people you do yeah. all right man last last year 2024, 2024. Uh, what are you hoping for 2024 I, hopefully i'm not in a bunker preparing for the next civil war that's what i'm hoping <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you'll get that. Never mind. No, no, I get that joke. <laughs> that, that joke got real. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I I can agree with that. Twenty twenty four. My my uh, my career will hopefully have progressed 
to the point I wanted to be at. I kind of got that setback this year because because of, of COVID, uh-huh. but hopefully back where I want to be. Probably moved, you know that type of thing. Move up. I got you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So I saw. I just thought all those years, and I was like, man, 1988. I was this, and 97. I was. I thought of that as every time I came up on the screen, I had a new year. So I wanted to see what those years meant to you, if anything. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And there's something stupid. So what? No, that that was it. We, we do something oh. stupid. That's been our. <laughs> we've been changing the format, <laughs> and if uh, I can talk about Transformers and Kelsey Grammer playing X Men characters, we can talk about our memories of favorite years. <laughs> I do want to circle back to Uh-oh. this movie's director. Oh, okay. Jim Mickle, born in 1979. I'm just going to read the first line off IMDb. Oh, we didn't do that for the actual movie. But oh well. We did. Uh, he's an American director and writer known for such films as Mulberry Street, Stakeland, We Are What We Are, Cold in July. For the most part, I mean, hopefully this guy's got a great career and I hope everything works out for him. But uh, I, I do feel like he's one of those people that wrote his own IMDb page because it says that Jim Mickle was born in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, 1979. I don't know if you remembered our lead character's wife wearing a shirt that said Pottstown on mm, it. Interesting. Mickle was inspired to become a director after he saw Army of Darkness. All right. That's not a bad movie to be inspired by. Yeah. Speaking of to Army get into of Darkness. The arts. <laughs> I actually saw Army of Darkness and then the first Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, really? So. Well, that happens, you know, when you get old movies. We should watch Army of Darkness. That's a great movie. Uh, I mean, I do it for the podcast. Just I'd have to it. watch Evil Dead first, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen any of those movies, man. You know how I do horror. That's fair. I keep it away. Six feet away. It's got your boy, though, Bruce Campbell. It does have my boy, Bruce Campbell. So. I love me some Bruce. Mm. Well, his middle name is Lord? Yeah. You oh, didn't know we're that? We're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. <laughs> we are in the weeds. Uh, as far as, I think I've already said it. I, I do think this movie is worth the price of subscription. I believe I think it's so. Worth, or it's worth watching. Obviously, we're kind of split on the movie. I think we both agree it's that, that you know, it's good, but not fantastic but the fact that we got to that conclusion while everything else is almost completely opposite i I think makes it definitely worth watching and getting your own opinion on it yeah and i don't think knowing what's happening really changes much so it's just it's i don't even want to say something to the effect of flawed masterpiece but you know 6.2 says a lot Mm -hmm. especially with thirty-five thousand. there's we've watched a lot of movies that well, what I mean by that is we've watched a lot of movies that don't deserve whatever rating they get. Whether that rating sure. is either too high or too low is irrelevant to the statement. But I think 6.2 is probably where this movie needs to be. Yeah. And, okay. you know, Jim Mickle, if you hear this, I don't know what you could have done differently. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? So. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jim Mickle is our, our one fan <laughs> from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm actually listening. <laughs> thanks bro Pottstown, baby yeah 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 did we just gain a demographic with pennsylvania interesting real popular so. state right now pennsylvania yeah <laughs> <laughs> the pa yeah <laughs> oh no very interesting so yeah no good stuff man good stuff well uh if you know if you do watch the movie and you wanted to let us know who you agreed with more myself or chris or if you disagree with both of us email us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com also send us your suggestions we're always looking for new stuff to watch as long as it's vaguely science fiction apparently fantasy <laughs> supernatural a little bit of horror is okay it's not a lot we'll, we'll watch it and let you know what's what's going on you can also reach out to us on the twitter and the instagram on twitter we're at b underscore roll podcast 
Instagram, we're sci-fi wise guys. Also, don't forget to, you know, click the little thumbs up, like, heart, subscribe, give us that five-star review, whatever you got to do on your podcasting platform of choice to let us let us know that you're listening and you're enjoying it. We really appreciate it. It does go a long way in getting it viewed by more people uh, so that we can get more feedback and then get better and better. And it's just this feedback loop that I thrive <laughs> on. I need you to feed my ego by giving me that five-star review. <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, we, we do have a, a contributor. We have a listener that does email us. I think we've both replied and to ourselves, or well, <laughs> to ourselves. <laughs> we have both replied to him as ourselves. It's interesting. I think it was on Circle when I, uh, I think it was Circle. I said with it that it was the most science fiction movie that we had watched. Well, I think, yeah, um, I think we both said that. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Based solely on. Like, not necessarily, you know, science fiction, the genre, but just science fiction. The idea of advanced technology or something being so futuristic that it allows you to create fiction based off of, based off that. I, mm-hmm. um, you well, know, I think I just, the, we get into a little bit of, we've kind of touched on it when we've talked about some video game stuff in the past, where there's science fiction, the setting, and science mm-hmm. fiction, the genre. And sometimes things are both or one or the other right yeah so like this movie we just reviewed today is not in the science fiction genre it's got some pretty good it's got some pretty bad pseudoscience but we just kind of <laughs> forgave it because it's not it's not important it yeah. gives the it gives you the name of the movie and that's it but it is definitely as kind of a science fiction setting in which this time travel is possible so it's a little i don't know i, I kind of see the distinction between the two so what's funny about this movie um is it's not <laughs> All time travel movies are paradoxical in theory, right? So, yeah. When our lead character, Locke, meets Dr. Rao, this guy says, I believe what's happening is blah, 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 blah. And he explains to Locke his theory, or at least his, um, I don't want to use the use of theory, uh, just uh, his idea. And then later on in the movie, he is working on his idea. He has disappeared for 18 years, not 18. Yeah, Something no, like he that, just, yeah. he's, well, he's, he disappeared in the nine years from 1997 to 2006, but he doesn't show up or interact with anyone else really until 2015. But he's like continuing his science. And it event, and, it, and then at the end of the movie, we, as we are at Rao Industries. So that's what I'm saying. Like all time travel movies are paradoxical in the sense that this guy was inspired, like he decided to continue his research based on this science. And it was his science that allowed this stuff to happen. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah. I deliberately did not analyze the time travel because it, it just all breaks apart. There's no... Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, but but that's what we were talking about with science fiction, the setting, science fiction, the genre. And I would even go far as to say science fiction as a place. Is that like, not the uh, setting? No, because like there are there are movies that occur in science fiction. That don't even have to be in the science fiction genre like this. Mm, yes. But then there, like but there could be things that are like science fiction as a place like Ready Player One, right? Ready Player One is a science fiction movie. I don't necessarily think it would fall under the genre of science fiction uh, or like science fiction, I, the setting, because because, well, the entire movie is science fiction. Like, sure. That's the whole point of the process is that like it. You know, that's what I mean. Like, right. Science I think fiction exists. My yeah. favorite science fiction is when we're able to, I think this is part of the reason why I love Star Trek so much is, and I think you know, you're talking about the, the, the emails we kind of been going back and forth with. They, 
And they mentioned this, a lot of Star Trek isn't really science fiction. It's just a, a human story that happens to be in a science fiction setting. Mm-hmm. Um, what we would consider a science fiction setting. But by doing that, we're allowed to make analogs and metaphors and analogies, what have you, that you can't easily make in a just a normal slice of life style setting, right? Yeah. It, like So one of my favorite original series, Star Trek original series episodes is the episode with... And I'm gonna. I don't remember any of the names, but it's where the two aliens, one's half black and half white, and the other one's half white and half black. Oh yes, and they yeah. hate each other, and it's just this big thing about racism. And you don't know that's what it's about to the end. You're just like, this is so stupid. Why are y'all fighting each other? And at the very end, it's just oh, because they're racist, right. because that's because they're they're so far gone. And I was it hit me as I remember watching as a kid, going, oh wow, you know, I probably should rewatch it and see if it's actually any good. <laughs> Now that yeah. I've put that on wax, uh, but like, <laughs> stuff like that, like you're able to sit, tell those things. And that's, I think what I like most in a lot of, and what I get out of science fiction, this is like, like circle. They, they're diving into the psyche of these people, but only because of this quote unquote science fiction setting. And I think that's yeah. why we, you know, we said that it was one of the most science fiction movies we've ever seen because you couldn't have done it outside of science fiction. Yeah. Does that well, make sense? It, yeah. It, yeah. Any other way it would have existed, like if someone was standing there with like a gun, you know, then then you can try to attempt to appeal to someone's humanity, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. If it was if it was if it was magic or some sort of you know divine intervention, that's technically science fiction. You know, sure. fantasy. The fantasy. But technically bit of it, yeah. science fiction. Yeah. Did you um, just call divine intervention fantasy? I said what I said. <laughs> uh, but our our listener who emailed us. Did suggest a movie. He did recommend one. A television show, I thought. Maybe it is a television show. Into the Night? I've never heard of it or seen an episode as far as I'm aware. All I know is that if this has got vampires in it, then I guess this is where our email correspondence ends. <laughs> this is this is it. Well, when the, when the sun starts to kill everything in its path, a plane full of passengers must travel at night in an attempt to escape its destructive oh, okay. power no. and find somewhere safe. No, no vampires then. All right, good. Okay, we're yeah. Good. Well, because, you know, well, maybe they are. Va- maybe that's it. Maybe they are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they got to run away from the sun. Uh, French, apparently. Language, French, English, Dutch. Interesting. So, cool. It's on Netflix. No, but cool. Awesome. Well, we, we appreciate it. We've gotten some, we've gotten some different emails. We've gotten some tweets. Um, we've got people talking to us through our Patreon. Uh, so if you really, you know, you really want to support the show, you can become a supporter on Patreon. We really appreciate it. And you can find us at patreon.com slash B underscore roll. We post little behind the scenes clips, extended clips, uh, some very, very, very off topic conversations because uh, why waste content? So that all ends up there. <laughs> uh, you can also with the early bird tier, you can also get the episodes early if you're just, you know, the edge of your seat waiting for new episodes. If you need them, if you're if you just need them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh gosh. If that's the, you should just stop, go cold Turkey. If that's the problem, <laughs> let us no, know. Are you, yeah. Are you sure you don't want to, sure you don't want a little hit? Yeah. Little, another, little, yeah. another little pod. Yeah. 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 Just a little bit more podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You're a horrible person, Chris. The ta- the the first taste is free. But, you it know, was actually. It's continued to be free as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't add this out. <laughs> All right. I think that's I think that's it for me, man. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. You know, 2020 is uh 2020 is what it is. We're heading towards the end. Just want everyone to stay safe, stay hydrated, and uh, know that you are loved by the host of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.
This is the <laughs> threw me off. Uh, here on the B roll <laughs> podcast, we watch and review and riff on straight to stream or straight to DVD science fiction, science fiction adjacent movies. And I lost my train of thought. And today's. Uh, <laughs> it's like, sorry, I'm going to do that one more time. Do you, do you want me to do this intro? No, man. I'll I'm do just, the intro. I'm, I'm staring at this picture of a clown on IMDb and it's freaking me out. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. 